you know, one thing that I love about Bruce's music, and I feel like you probably get this a lot, but if you take like where you are in life, right? Yes. So I'm, you know, I was 25 years old and for born to run spoke to me, right? And and what he was going through and early heartbreak and um, you know, just life, like living life to the fullest, trying to get out of your hometown, like all of that. And then as he gets older and life hits you, um, more albums are more important to you at that time, right? So I remember when I got married, it was tunnel of love and and getting ready for that whole thing. <laughs> so it was, it was, it's truly um long way of going back to like the rebellion was from the 90s hip hop but like I think it tied in nicely to the to the lyrical genius that these artists have right they're able to tell that story Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. Joining me tonight, new friend, Kyle Gordon. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Jesse. Uh, you know, so excited to be here. Uh, just to be able to talk Bruce at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night is, you know, it doesn't get any better than this. So appreciate you having me on and, and looking forward to just talking with another Bruce Springsteen fan. So uh, well, super excited and, 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 you know, it's an honor. Well, I, the honor is all mine. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. So uh, 35 years old, I grew up born and raised in Massachusetts, um, small town, uh, about 45 minutes outside of uh, Boston, Rentham, Mass. Okay. Uh, grew up there, lived there, um, met my wife, lived in the city for a few years, then moved my way back out to the to the burbs went to college in new hampshire but just a new england kid you know through okay. and through family lives local red um, sox uh red patriots sox, patriots bruins celtics okay. um you know like yeah. to golf when i can have a um amazing wife and a two-year-old daughter so just kind of live in that new dad new dad uh, life so it's been it's been it's been fun that's exciting. That's so cool. Well, I always like to start out with the beginning. So talk yeah. about you grew up in Massachusetts. What kind of music did your family listen to? Yeah, it's funny. So um, obviously, you know, grew up with my mom and dad uh, and a younger brother. And my both my parents are really into the Eagles um, and like the 70s Eagles. James sure. Taylor, obviously, you know, Martha's Vineyard guy uh, in you know, Massachusetts. And then obviously my dad huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Um, my dad is graduated high school in 77. So, you know, so right he and I are the same age. Yes. Yes. Born okay. to run, um, yeah. you know, darkness right before darkness, like all of that, uh, that era. Um, and then my uncle who my dad's one of eight, he's the third oldest. My uncle's the second youngest. So there's a big age gap. My uncle discovered Bruce in the, in the eighties. So like, it's always that like argument album, better born to run. Yeah darkness or you born in the USA. So it was really like, um, I would say Eagles, James Taylor, but mostly Bruce. Um, and then 
um, that's what I, you know, became listening to, um, growing up for sure. So, um, often you kind of rebel against your parents' music. Did you go through a spell where you had no interest in the Eagles and Taylor and Bruce? I did. I, I did. Like, I think, you know, and I was actually wrote this down. I was thinking like, you know, I rebelled in high school and my rebellion took me towards like, 90s um hip-hop right so and you know i was thinking about the artists that i liked though and this was like i was getting a little bit deep on myself but it was rappers that were great at storytelling yeah uh that could really tell a story that could take you to whatever they were dealing with whatever they were going through and you could almost kind of like put yourself there and and to me no one does that better than bruce right bruce can take you to a place he can you can visualize what that song is happening in your mind. And I think that's what drew me to some of those artists. And then, you know, got out, you know, but always, even as I was listening to that music, was always discovering new, new Bruce. And I think, you know, one thing that I love about Bruce's music, and I feel like you probably get this a lot, but if you take like where you are in life, right? So I'm, you know, I was 25 years old and for born to run spoke to me. Right. And, and what he was going through and early heartbreak and, um, you know, just life, like living life to the fullest, trying to get out of your hometown, like all of that. And then as he gets older and life hits you, um, more albums are more important to you at that time. Right. So I remember when I got married, it was tunnel of love and, and getting ready for, that whole thing (laughs) so it was it was it's truly um long way of going back to like the rebellion was from the 90s hip-hop but like i think it tied in nicely to the to the lyrical genius that these artists have right they're able to tell that story you know i i've often talked about that uh, and i'm not alone in that that you either need to have been in a relationship for a while or had your heart broken to get tunnel of love, right? Yes. That it just, it, it, you know, um, so that's great. So you, you've kind of done a little bit, but you know, when, when, what can you remember the point where you went back to embrace Bruce? And if yeah. so, tell me about it and tell me what about you reawoke that love that you had grown up listening to. Yeah, no, I, uh, happy to say that I think you know probably um I would say probably college right just uh getting in the car coming home from for the holidays um I was in college in like oh oh five oh four to oh eight oh nine okay um, that that time so it was like it was really about like um you know the rising album right 9-11 um I remember watching um the performance he did um uh, my city of ruins on yeah. just in pitch black with candles and Clarence yeah. and Patty in the back. Like it was just, it was beautiful. And I remember like being with my dad and he was just so touched and so emotional from it. And I was like, he is like, you kind of forget cause you're a teenager and you, you hate your parents and all. Yeah, like, all no, yeah, stuff. exactly. But you're like, Oh wow. This guy has had such an impact on my father's life. Um, and, and being able to, realize why in that moment like he's here for us you know he he's here for himself but he's here to heal he's here to bring people together and I think so oh one 
to like 04, 05, started really listening to it uh, more and more, and then got into, you know, what I think is greatest album of all time in darkness. Uh, yeah. Like that, I think just like that rebellion and angst and um, like, this is life, life's happening now, right? Uh, and I, you know, I graduated in 08 when there was a recession and, you know, jobs weren't there right away. And my life wasn't going the way I wanted it to at the time. And just listening to those drums come in at Badlands and, and like listening to all of that um, got me through a lot of stuff. So I would say like 04 to 08, 09 was like really when I really got into it. So like my early, early 20s. You know, Kyle, one of the one of the things that and, and it wasn't, you know, I I don't know if I had a moment, a, you know, road to Damascus, you know, Mm -hmm. moment but one of the steps where i went from a casual fan to an a passionate fan i won't say obsessive a passionate fan yeah, right um, was that 9-11 you know benefit right that yeah. hear that you know a prayer for our fallen brothers and sisters yes. you know and it just yeah. oh it does it absolutely does um so i once, you know, you've embraced darkness, uh, you know, so talk to me about, you know, it's 2009, mm -hmm. you know, 2004, 2005, you've gone in that. What, where, where did you think, did you go back and look at a lot of the old catalog? Did yeah. you embrace new, but what, what was your next step in your yeah, journey? I did. So, uh, well, I, I really love the rising, obviously. So that's like, yeah. you know, I think 2001, that was sort of, you know, Mary's place, that fun, yeah. you know, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a good, you're getting ready yeah. to go home for the weekend. But to me at that point in my life, it was what spoke to me was born to run yeah. and darkness. Um, like just where my mind was, right. Sure. Like if I think of, uh, you know, prove it all night, right. Going yeah. out, like, I think he says this and I think it's like one of the 1978s, like you got to, you know, you're in the weekend, you're proving it to your, you know, you got to prove it to your family. You got to prove it to your wife and you got to prove it to your boss. Like yeah. just like that type of stuff, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Sure. He had it all together, uh, but he depicted it in a way that he was still trying to figure it out. And I, I related to that in a way that was just, you know, I'll find a way. Right. And yeah. I'll, I'm, I'll be scrappy like he was. No one worked harder than he did. So it was sort of that motivation and, and just the lyrics, you know, I, I can't, it's hard to describe it, but just really spoke to me. Um, and then um, born in the USA was probably what I remember the most as a kid. Okay, uh, sure. The first song I ever remember hearing was in my dad's car and it was, I'm going down. And at a five, as a five-year-old kid, you know, five, six years old, you, you hear that. And that was like that catchy sort of, number that was the first song I, I do remember so going back listening to those um it's funny we we're talking about tunnel of love um I didn't get into tunnel of love until probably like when I met my wife uh which was 2012 so um I think that's when it was like okay this is like you know it's you and me and that uh we're all that uh, that other person that's in the room, right. That we're all, you know, that's, we're all scared of. So it's, it, it's, uh, it was that, that album spoke to me and still does as I, um, as I get older and, and, you know, we've been married six years now. So um, got into that. And then um, again, just continued to be 
a fan of his music. Uh, you know, um, I loved, um, loved Shackled and Drawn and, and that whole album. And then obviously yeah, this last album he put out, I think is absolutely amazing. And I loved Western Stars to go back to back like that. Uh, Western Stars to Letter to You. I think it's some of his best work. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Darkness. I don't know if you get that a lot, um, but just the the sound of the the, the music sure. really, really, it feels like a Darkness album in a way. In a lot of ways, it is a classic E Street Band yes. album. Absolutely. Um, so I always like to preface this, Kyle, with the amount of times you've seen Bruce live is not yeah. a fair barometer of what kind of fan you are. Uh, there's sure. people who've yeah. never seen him that are massive fans. There are people who've been lucky enough to see two, 300 shows. So yes. do you count the amount of times you've seen him? Oh, I've, I count and it's not two to 300. I wish. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. I, Me I, too. I've, I've seen him. Um, I've seen him with the band. I've seen him twice. I saw him in uh, 03 in Fenway. Okay. Uh, and then most recently I saw him in uh, 2016 at Gillette. Okay. Um, and that was a special show. That was uh it was a four hour set. Okay. Played, I think he opened up with New York Serenade. He just he played a lot of the uh a lot of the older stuff, which right. was just fantastic. I was with my two uncles and my brother and my dad. It was the five of us. I had just gotten married, so it was sort of like my wedding gift from my uncle. So it was it was super special. Um, and then I was lucky enough to see him on Broadway with my wife. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And um, I saw him in 2018. Patty wasn't there, um, but it was December, December of 2018. Okay. And um, I think for my wife, who totally supports my Bruce fandom, but is not on that level. Uh, that was my next question. She uh, was like, uh, you know, you have a mixed marriage, much like my me. Yes, yeah, for sure. And her it's funny. So her dad is a diehard Van Morrison fan, like like okay. I am, like I am for Bruce. Sure. So I think she, she understands sort of the fandom that, you know, that um, a great musician right. can bring, bring um, yeah. people into. Um, but the Broadway show, you know, crying, I mean, yeah. my father's house, I mean, I don't know, like yeah. all of it, it was just so cool. It, it felt like a little bit of a, a religious experience. Uh, you know, we were going through some stuff at the time and, and yeah. just like, it was just like, it was just amazing just to um, be with her there and, and, and have that experience. So it was, um, it was truly special. And hopefully 2022, 2023, whatever the rumors are, I'm, I'm there. I'm I there. hope I, I'm right there with you. Do you swap songs with your father-in-law? Uh, does, he, you know, I, does he say, hey, check out this Van Morrison song? And you go, okay, yeah, there, this reminds me of a Bruce song. I think, I think, um, they're both such great storytellers. Right. Um, I think he really, I think he likes Bruce Springsteen. Um, I think I like Van Morrison more like more than he likes Bruce. Okay. Um, um, I don't, I don't know why I think he's just a, he just loves who he loves. Right. Yeah, he loves, sure. um, he loves Van so much. Um, we're actually going to a Van Morrison show in September together. Oh, how um, cool. Yeah. So super excited about that. And, yeah. um, you know, again, just seeing someone who is, a yeah passionate fan about somebody else it it it, it, it kind of validates your fandom <laughs> it does it does in a way. yeah in a way. um you were talking about gillette show share a little bit more is there other stories from uh, shows that you've attended things you want to yeah so the, gillette, the, the gillette show what i remember it was it was super hot um and i remember you know you're in the parking lot and you're like what you know 
what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? And, and everyone's sort of just like picking, you know, picking the songs. Yeah. Um, and I, for some reason, it, it's obviously one of my favorite songs on the album, but I said, I would love to hear darkness on the edge of town. Uh, sure. I, you know, and, and he ultimately played it. And I think, um, you know, just seeing kind of the connection, like I was sitting farther away from my dad and he looked at me, he's like, he's playing it. And I was just like, you know, not that he's playing it for you, but it just, it's that special moment of hearing a song. Um, and just the four hours, right. I mean, seeing these guys on stage for four hours, I think the show started at seven, it went to 11 and they could have gone another two hours. Um, or at least they appeared like that. And, um, just to see how entwined they were together, how in sync they were. Um, we were on the floor, we had great seats and, and just, just how happy people were, right? If you think about like yeah. what, we're, what we're going through now with the pandemic and what we've been through, and there's something about a live concert, especially a Bruce concert. That oh, sure. It's a, it's, a, it's a sense of community. And I think that's what people, I mean, follow you on Twitter. I follow a lot of other Bruce fans and, you know, that's what everyone's just craving for, right? Is that, is yeah. that, is like just let's we've been through hell <laughs> we really have haven't we've we? been through hell like you know just with everything going on political like yeah. the whole world feels like it's on fire i feel like that for that one night um it would feel a little bit normal again and i think that's what people are just clamoring for and oh yeah and, uh, and i know bruce is trying you know he's, he's yeah. he wants to get out there and it'll, it'll happen have you been to a show since um since the pandemic oh man um no. And it's not because I wouldn't, it's, it, I think, yeah. like I said, just having a two-year-old daughter, sure. uh, but um, I've seen some um, like bar bands, you know, like I travel a lot for work. Okay. Um, so I'll go try to check out some live music when I can. Um, I used to go to Memphis a lot for work uh, on Beale street. So again, you can hear yeah. some, you can hear some great music down there. Um, Memphis no, is I, a great town. Memphis yeah. is a really cool music town great music scene and still yeah. does right it's, yeah. it's um, you know obviously elvis and and you know the whole yeah. the whole crew down there but um yeah yeah it's still some great musicians i mean, i don't even know i forget i'm blanking on the guy's name but just some great guitar players some great yeah. voices um and can play any song you know you put it in a hat and they pull it out and they just they pull it off pull it off like it's theirs it's, it's yeah it's absolutely yeah yeah oh that's great um so let's um in what did your wife think of uh, Broadway, you know, as being a casual fan? She loved it. I think, um, you know, what we went in, um, you know, we made it a special night. We took the train in from Boston. We, we got a hotel in the city, uh, did a nice dinner. So like we took in like the whole Broadway scene. Right. And, yeah. you know, I made the joke. It's like, I, you know, I, I always promised you I'd take you to Broadway show, you know, yeah. like <laughs> that exactly. thing. here we are. Um, and, you know, I think, coming out of it, she told me she really appreciated seeing everyone's reaction. Right. I mean, there were right. two, there were two, um, there were two passionate Bruce Springsteen fans from New Jersey behind us. And you could just tell this was like, this was their year, right? This was, yeah. their, this was their life. They were so yes. happy to be there. It took everything in their power, not to stand up and like, you know, actually act like they were at a live yeah like, exactly yes so i think I, noticing that is what the audience was like struggling with like they they sure. wanted to clap they wanted to uh you know cheer and it but it was it was you know it was a very um personal and intimate show that he yeah. put on and i i think 
his raw storytelling skill set you you don't even need to be a bruce springsteen fan if you saw that show i mean it's on netflix if you watch yeah. that it is just so powerful um the way that he tells a story the way that he opens up and is so honest about his yeah um, relationship with his father and his mother and his vietnam um yeah reflection right like all yeah. of it is just so personal and and you know I think that's what makes any successful marriage is, is opening up to your spouse. Right. And, and I think like, you know, being able to open up how he opens up um, to his audience is something that can, you know, any relationship can, can, can um, learn from. So Kyle, one of the things you said is you feel like Bruce's music grows with you. Yeah. And, and I've had other people say that, Um, you know, he meets you where you are and, and he, it is not a cliche to call him the soundtrack of our lives often, you know? Mm -hmm. So at middle thirties, um, a toddler. Yeah. Where, what, what Bruce music is speaking to you now? What is the album or songs that you are finding either direction or comfort in? Yeah. You know, it's, um, I always keep going to um, the, I'd say obviously my hometown, right? You know, yeah. 35, you know, got a job, that, that yeah. whole verse. Um, you know, you kind of, you know, again, that whole song is full circle. Yeah. Uh, so that that hits me. Um, obviously getting a little bit into, uh, you know, um, you know, you know uh, my beautiful reward, um, you know, all of those songs about just like actually being happy, right? Like yeah. I feel like I'm actually in a really good um position in life and i think my you know those um lucky town and um human touch albums really depict that right yeah they you know, do he's, he's in the 90s he's got a family now um yeah. better got, days one of my favorite days. songs yeah right? he's yeah. trying to bring out this he's bringing out this new band and and he's just doing his thing because he's happy and he can mm-hmm. um and and he's not like he's done the grinding and bruce will always grind yeah. but um you know he's he's in a different position in life and that's kind of where i i am um but when yeah. I have a hard day, you know, I always go back to, you know, darkness on the edge of town. I'll be on that hill. Right. Like I got to, yeah. you know, I got to just get up. I got to work factory, all of that stuff. Like it's yeah. all relatable, even though obviously I'm not in a factory. So, yeah. uh, you know, you can find, um, you know, when I need, you know, just to kind of shut out and just blare some music. Right. I'll put Adam raise the cane uh, and just like play some loud rock and kick ass Bruce. Um, yeah. I've been doing that a lot lately uh, and then really enjoying the new album. Uh, yeah. If I was a priest, um, that song is amazing. <laughs> it really is. It uh, is one of my is, favorites. Yeah. It's it. I, my brother, who's, I'd say he's a moderate Springsteen fan. He didn't get the bug like I did. Yeah. You no, know, he loves the album. He was the first one to uh, text me. He goes, he still got it. He still got it. That's awesome. So, like it was, that was cool yeah. to hear from him. Um, but yeah, just all, I mean, Nebraska, you know, I heard, I saw, um, I don't know if you saw that, uh, like seminar, I don't even know what it was where they played a little bit of the electric. Um, yeah, I know it got thing. pulled down before I got to see it. Yeah, it was cool. They, fa- I fast forwarded it to that part. Um, but just Nebraska to me is the epitome of storytelling. Yeah. Right. And, and how he did it, how he pulled it together. Um, and just the, it, like the longevity of that album, how it's still, whether it you know was meant to be political is political um yeah. and um 
Johnny number Johnny 99 is one of my favorite songs. So yeah, all of it, man. I, I, you know, I could, I could go on, but I think the point of my life, it's probably still like born in the USA. Like I'm 35, like I'm sort of, I'm getting older, you know? So it's, it's like, you know, that family side of Bruce, I would say is where I'm at. You mentioned that you wanted to share how he helped you through the pandemic and with the newborn. Tell me a little bit about that. For sure. And, and, you know, so a little bit of my story here, and I'm sure everyone that's listening to this went through the same thing. Uh, So my daughter was born on March 5th, um, which was a week before March 5th, 2020. Okay. Yes. So a week before the world, you know, hit, you know, hit the fan. Right. And, and um, so that was new, right. We had, first of all, uh, my wife wasn't working, obviously. I'm working from home. I'm on paternity leave. We can't see my parents. We can't see really see her parents. And at that point in your life, when you have a newborn, you need a support system. So we yeah. were obviously, you know, my my in-laws are absolutely amazing and, and, and did an amazing job of just like being there for my wife and I. And, you know, we yeah. owe so much to them, but we were really like isolated, you know. Yeah, because like, really I mean, one of the things that happens is, you know, if you have a good relationship with your parents, yep. you know, that, you know, your the your mom, you know, will come visit for a week and her mom will come yeah. stay, you know, and kind of help you guys transition. Yeah. And all that of a sudden happen. lockdown. Yeah. Nope. Good <laughs> nope, luck, nope, buddy. Not Here's the baby. And, and Go it was more like run. totally. I it totally you like you nailed it. And like it was the fear too right this was like the wash your groceries this was like like literally the fear and 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 first of all everyone had a right to be fearful and i think ours was compounded by 20 because we had a newborn who you know you're just trying to keep her alive right you're trying to like yeah like keep this baby alive and 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 then also you know going back to work upstairs right so you're you're hearing the baby you're hearing your wife you're at work but you can't, you know, you don't have that commute home um, to sort of like shut off the day. Right. So I I got really into cooking um, and just playing Bruce Springsteen. And that was sort of the sort of um, therapy I needed to sort of like stop the workday stress Mm -hmm. and be a good husband and be a good father. So, you know, cooking, listen, blasting Bruce in the kitchen and then just going for walks and, and just trying to like, just, settle down. This is temporary. We'll figure it out. Like everything is fine. And obviously like, I think everyone went through hell, um, just mentally. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and the impact that we are social people, um, and we're meant to be together, probably why people are craving these concerts so much. And when you can't do it, I think it does a number on you. And I think, you know, um, compounding that with being a new dad, um, and just trying to manage that Bruce really like got me through a lot of just like the quiet time. Like when yeah. I needed to just like take a walk or I needed to cook or I needed to go out, I need to go for a ride. Like just really just, cause you couldn't go anywhere. Um, you probably get that a lot. I would imagine. Um, yeah. but I think just, again, it, it gets, I, I kind of go, um, around in circles, but it's, it, he's the way he, can pick a moment that you're going through and a lyric that can stick out that maybe you've never heard before really rings true. So it, it just, it just, he really, um, he's always been there for me. Uh, yeah. but I feel like he, he definitely was there for me when 
real people. Well, Bruce is a real person, but actual yeah, people. Yeah, I know what you mean. He couldn't be. Like, actual yeah. people couldn't be there for me, you know? So, uh, long time coming. Make the playlist. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, I hope I don't F it up this time. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, long time coming. Um, all of it. I think um, just... Uh, what's the song from um tunnel of love um yeah. one step up one yeah. step back you know uh yeah you know you feel like you're you're getting through the pandemic and then you yeah. know another variant breaks out or you know yeah <laughs> exactly like, where are we going um yeah. where are we going with this but you know hey, I you do know see, yeah no i'm sorry no 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 Kyle, i was just gonna say one of the most scary moments right is the the nurse you know takes your spouse out on the wheelchair and they you've pulled the car up and you've got the brand new car seat you haven't used yet and uh you know and they're like okay bye like go and you're like driving home and I, i can only imagine the because it was scary and it was that fearsome and then when you throw in like i had a mild version um I got laid off on oh, January 2nd. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, there's a good story. I got yeah. <laughs> laid off January 2nd of 2020. And so um, interviewed, found a company. Yep. They made an offer. I started February 10th. Okay. All yep. right. The place was less than four miles from my house. Oh, what a commute. Like, this is great. This yeah. is so good. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, February 10th, March 12th, you know, 15th. It's yeah, like yeah, got a month. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have like, as my boss says, you barely knew where the restrooms were. Yes. And we sent you home to work from home for two months, <laughs> you know? And how long were you out of work for? Oh, well, I, you know, luckily I, you know, I, I got laid off in January. I yeah. started February 10th. Yeah. And then I'm still with the company. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. How long were you uh, at home? Are you, have you been at home? Two months. We went, we went two months. We went back in May. Uh, We offer roadside assistance for the RV industry. So our business went crazy. Nice. Because everyone's busy. So my wife, a couple of days ago said, uh, I was talking about we're struggling finding people and all this stuff. She goes, well, you know, what was it before it was, nor- you know, when it was normal? I go, I don't know. I didn't I work know. here didn't when it was that. normal. I mean, no, I, and I, everyone I, to your point, yeah. no one was taking like uh, RV is a perfect vacation to be yeah. isolated in. Right. Like, yeah. so, yeah. you know, and, and we joked, right. Like my boss did not say, so Jesse, if we have a global pandemic no. and you have to work from home, what's your plan? To, you know? I, yeah. uh, I remember I went in, I went in to get my stuff cause we never went back. Yeah. Um, we, we, uh, I'm actually with a different company now, but we, uh, we never went back. And I remember going in to get my monitor and yeah. it looked like an apocalyptic movie. Like yeah. people stuff, like potato chip wrappers were still on their desk. Like, yeah. coffee. like it, it was like people just panicked and, well, and, uh, yeah, and like, never, well, never came back. I, I heard plenty of stories from my friends that, um, you know, after three months or four months or six months, they go in there and like, well, here was my snack drawer. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, well, I got to dump that. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. I think I had a, uh, I had a cold. Um, yeah. 
and you know, I all this like cold medicine on my on my desk. I was like, yeah. oh, God, this is so time. This is so crazy. It's like a yeah. time warp, right? A time. Yeah, time machine. I, absolutely. Um, um, so let's let's talk about. You mentioned one of yes. the things you wanted to do if we had time is talk a little bit about live versions compared to studio versions. So yes. I'd love to hear what your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think. Um, and again, it's it's such a fine line. I think what um, yeah. you know, Nugs Nugs does and 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 yeah. Bruce's website does is they just pull put out such great live albums. They Absolutely, don't crappy live albums, right? Exactly. All, yeah, quality is so top notch. Um, I just like the sort of ad libbing that a live version can bring. Sort of the tweak in lyrics. Okay. Um, my favorite live song versus the commercial uh versus the um album is johnny 99 the fast version yeah. okay um, sure to me like i don't from the born in the usa tour um some of that you know just him on stage with Niels in the back and he's just going off um on that song really is to me one of the best live versions of an acoustic song that you'll yeah that you'll ever see he really turns it into almost kind of a different of a different feeling um yeah and then, you know, I, but, and I, but in the other extreme, you know, I really love the acoustic born in the USA. So, right. um, you know, just kind of those different variations. See, that was a song I did yeah. not like. Uh, I did not like the acoustic version of born in okay. the USA. Yeah. I, I'd skip that anytime we're on track. Yep. I just skip it. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm at, I, I was lucky enough to go to Broadway as well. Yep. And, um, you know, so he's telling the story, you know, and, you know, and he gets to the first death says, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you know, I, I'm glad that we didn't go, but I wonder who went in my place. Yes. And when that, he that starts that blue version, that blues mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I, it, it was truly like I'd opened my ears the first yeah. time. And I said, wow, how did I not get this? You know, yeah, and I think the way, and I agree with you. I think the first time I saw it, sort of like that, was on that HBO. I think it was um, the '99 reunion, yeah, where he did sort of that guitar intro, Um, and yeah, it, 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 you know, that song is, and again, this probably gets talked about so much, so many times on your podcast, but it's been misconstrued by so many people for so many years. Absolutely. That it sounds on Born in the USA. It, I mean, it is a powerful uh, anti-war song. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it'd be interesting <clears throat> to see that electric version um, that I heard gets released. because yeah. it, it almost feels like um, that's what he like was thinking about going with. Yeah. Um, but so my buddy Sam and I over lunch one day had a debate that if Bruce had not released the anthem born in the usa mm-hmm. that if he had released the blues mm-hmm. and therefore and what if he hadn't written dancing in the dark right yeah <clears throat> where would his career been and i said yeah. you know maybe he's he's neil young yep certainly a successful career certainly loved mm-hmm. but not a megastar yeah. right and nothing against neil young neil young is no. amazing right yeah yeah, yeah. um and it's, you know, the same feeling was, 
you know, another song that changed for me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts if you've got a couple more. Oh, yeah. But um, sure. when I, I, Independence Day was okay. I mean, you know, I, I didn't dislike it, but it was just okay. But when I, saw, well, when I saw it on the River Tour, yeah. when he tells the story and yeah. you realize that he is now older than his father was when he wrote it that mm-hmm. he is now singing this song from the father's perspective, mm-hmm. not the young man perspective, yep. blew me away. I mean, just yes. blew me away. And I think just like where I've heard it, um, you know, obviously he was, I think, and I, again, I could be wrong, but I feel like that song was supposed to be almost, it was supposed to be on the darkness album. Yeah. And it always felt like, you know, if you listen to the darkness tour, when he, when he played yeah. it, it feels a little bit and sounds a little bit different than it sounded on the river. So right. um, I, 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 I agree. I wrote that one down. Um, another one, highway patrolman is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Um, and the live version I was listening to a day today on the way to work uh, that he did with the Seeger sessions. Yeah. Um, that, that live version of highway patrolman, a little bit more upbeat, yeah. a little bit faster. Um, I, yeah. I think, I think that's amazing. So like you know, those songs and then making yeah. them, you know, I, I would almost argue that Johnny Cash's version of Highway Patrolman may slightly be better than Bruce's. I mean, that's just it sounds yeah. like a Johnny Cash song. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it does. It really does. Yeah. Um, and going back to the what we were talking about, the beginning, the storytelling of that yes. song. I think that Highway Patrolman um, and Shut Out the Light. Yeah. I think if you want to just like if you want to just sit and listen to a song um, that, you know, that tells absolutely. a story that can that can take you places that's a movie right yeah. they could write a movie on those absolutely songs. and you know what's going to be interesting and you shared with me your daughter's name is jane yeah. like um you know jane's going to be 16 and and independence day is going to have a whole nother meaning to you totally. and your lovely bride right totally like, yeah because she won't be able to stand you right and oh, it oh, just yeah, it is, sure. you know and you're like where's my and, little and girl and they gotta rebel and, and they and do it is it is yeah. part of the thing oh it's yeah, wild it's, yeah that is that's great it's yeah. absolutely wild i um yeah and then you know the other the other live song i i think um you know my father's house um yeah. you know obviously the album version is great um and the acoustic version that he's done on some albums but obviously the story that he told on Broadway. Um, but even, um, I think it's a 1990 acoustic show. I have it. Um, the story he tells before then about how he's driving to his old neighborhood. I've done that, you know, like I've, you know, some stuff happened as a child that growing up in your teens and your early twenties. And like, he's his therapist is like, what's going on. He's like, I don't know. That's what I'm paying you for. And he's like, you're trying to solve something. Um, that you want to go back and fix and you can't fix it. And, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, you can, you just relate to that. And, um, and then he goes into this emotional, emotional song yeah. that, that, that song probably gets me more than, more than most. On a funny note, uh, my son is, uh, 32 now, Oh, cool. but when he was, um, like when he was 19, he had gone away to school, college and out in East Texas. And so he'd come home, the weekend and he'd say hey pop can we can we drive by saint monica's which was yeah. his you know first through eighth grade you know he didn't have he didn't have a lot of emotional ties to his, the public high school he went but that yeah. 
that Catholic grade school, right? Yeah, a lot of memories. Yeah, and so he's going through there, and I slyly, you know, put on glory days, right? <laughs> and, and he's just like, you got it, Pop, you got it. You That's got it. it. You I'm nailed just it. doing that- glory days, yes. It's the nostalgia, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone needs it. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think as we get older and, you know, being in your thirties, that's when it really starts to start to sort of change. Right. And, and your, yeah. your brain changes, right. Your memories yeah. change. Things seem farther away than, um, yeah. than they really are, but it, it's, uh, it, that's funny. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. How are you, uh, how are you uh, teaching Jane to love the boss? You know, I, I haven't brought it in. You know what I'll do is, so I drive at her daycare every morning. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like we're on a good path for that because yeah. um, she, so far she likes the classics. Uh, yeah. My, I think my in-laws got this for her, but it was a um, um, little help from my friend's book. Yeah. Um, so she knows the book. It's, it's, it's okay. written by Paul McCartney and John. Oh, Lennon. how fun. Do it. Um, but she loves the Joe Cocker version. So we listened to that. Okay. In the car. Oh, nice. Um, we listened to Cat Stevens, Peace Train. She loves that song. Oh, nice. Uh, so she likes these old songs. You're so doing she, good. You're doing yeah. good, Dad. I haven't got into the I I play Bruce and she'll just immediately say, you know, Peace Train or, yeah. you know, so she shuts it right down. But we're, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Very good. All right. Um, are there are there songs and and certainly we could just say Western stars, you know, letter to you, all of them to your live, but are there other songs that when we get a tour, you're going to be chasing that you want to hear live? Yeah. There's one in particular. Okay. Um, And I think it's one of his best songs underrated. I don't know. You probably heard this, but I streets of fire. Um, Okay. I think, you know, lyrically, is it like, are there so many, you know, in these in-depth lyrics? No, but to me, that song is not about lyrics. Okay. It's about it's about the passion that he's delivering that song with. So I think seeing that live, I've heard some great live versions. Um, but yeah, Streets of Fire would be really cool. Obviously, like you said, the new stuff. Um, yeah. And then I think I, I would love to hear The Promise. I haven't heard that. Okay. Um, you know, so I'd say Streets of Fire and The Promise would be the would be my two. Okay. Very nice. Cool. Yes. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you that I should have, Kyle? No, I mean this has been this is fun. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I think I could I could do this all night. I think one uh one thing we were um we were talking about is you know just all the you know, the controversy about the sways and the, uh, yeah. you know, and, and what it is. And I think, I don't know if, um, I think you asked me, you know, like, does it, um, are we, does she get out of the car? Right. That's that, how I end. That's how I end yeah. every show. So, yep. So hang on. Dr. Gary. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping the gun. And that's okay. That's that okay. Out. No, 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 we're good. So, uh, that, that is awesome. Um, all right. Um, final thoughts before I get to the very question, please. Yeah. Any final thoughts from you before I get to the very oh, question? Uh, thank you to you. Uh, and, and I think, you know, to be able to um, to bring Bruce fans together, right? We've never met. I feel like, you know, I could talk to you. We could. We could make now a and, yeah. and we could just, you know, we could, we could talk Bruce and, you know, maybe we'll see each other down the road. So, yeah, again, absolutely. Doing what you're doing uh, oh. is important. Believe me. Um, I think as um, 
as we all get older, as, as, as the, you know, the band gets older. And, and again, I think it's important just to keep what he does so great. Um, and he still sounds great. He still looks great. He's still doing his thing. The band's doing their thing, but I think it's important to remember how great he is. And I think, you know, you do a great job of that and, and how great his fans are and how passionate they are and all of that. So I, I really appreciate it. That's very nice of you to say, Kyle. I appreciate it so much. It was a lot of fun. I will definitely have you on again as uh, you continue your fatherhood journey. I want to hear the latest latest stories. Yeah. So if you are a coworker of Kyle's or a family member, maybe, maybe his father-in-law checking out, uh, you know, Hey, Pops, you could always come talk to me about Van Morrison. I'd love an episode about him. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. He, he would, he would yeah. come on in a second to talk Van. <laughs> All right, that's great. All right, I'll have you connect us. Um, I end every episode with the Mary question. Uh, Jay Armstrong, who is an honors English teacher, mm-hmm. recently retired, um, would do this when he t- taught his honors English class. They would take two days and they would break apart thunder road they would look at all the lyrics they would talk about the imagery bruce uses they would talk about it comparing it to robert frost the road not taken and uh you know would visit the thought does mary get in the car so kyle i know you're ready you were ready i was ready does mary get in the car at that point yes she does she does She she gets in now whether she stays in the car that's a whole different uh that's a whole different uh story but um you know, I think that's what his other songs, you know, have tried to continue to, to do, expand upon Thunder Road. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think she gets in. OK, very nice. Very she good. To, she wants to, you know, branch out, too, for a little bit. She wants to go out there into the scope. All right. <laughs> uh, Kyle, are you on any social media at all? Uh, I am. Uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at uh, G Diggity Dog. And I am on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is also gdiggitydog8989. Um, All right. And then you can find me on LinkedIn, just Kyle Kyle Gordon. Um, so right. very um, nice. Yeah, look, look me up. Yeah, that sounds great. Kyle, this was so much fun. I appreciate it. I agree with you. I, I feel like, you know, I've made a new friend and that always makes me happy. And so, um, so keep doing what you're doing as a father and a husband. It's just so important. It is, um, you know, it's a scary time for all of us out there and being there for your family is just so important. So good for you. I'm, you know, you should be proud of yourself. Well, I I appreciate that. It it means a lot. Um, and again, I know there's a bunch of other moms and dads, you know, listening, thinking the same thing. So yeah, uh, let's keep doing it together. And, uh, and we'll get we'll this we'll be all right. We'll be we'll be on tour next year. That's oh so much, so <laughs> much. All right, listeners, you go get vaccinated, go get boosted. Let's all be kind to each other because that's how we're gonna get through this. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Have a good night. Bruce Springsteen Live provides fans with an intimate look into Springsteen's creative process. The Bruce Springsteen Live exhibit opens at the Woody Guthrie Center on Saturday, April 16th, running through Sunday, September 25th. The exhibit will feature iconic artifacts, live performance footage, instruments, stage costumes, exclusive interviews, concert posters, and photography. 
as well as unique interactive displays to immerse fans in Bruce Springsteen and the band's creative process. More information can be found at WoodyGuthrieCenter.org. Please let them know that Setless and Bruce sent you there, and I'll see you in Tulsa. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.